This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. As educational institutions across the world are making the move to online instruction under government measures to tackle COVID-19, the American University of Sharjah has implemented a range of measures to facilitate remote learning and has been offering online classes, in fact, since March the 8th. So despite the challenges involved with the unanticipated move from on-campus classes, faculty and students are using the opportunity to explore new modes of teaching and learning that take advantage of technology to enhance engagement and transform the educational experience. And to tell us more, we are pleased to be joined live on the line now by the Chancellor of the American University of Sharjah, Professor Kevin Mitchell. Professor Mitchell, welcome to Life Beats. Thank you very much. So great to have you with us, uh, Professor Mitchell. It seems that AUS has been preparing for this for some time now. Talk us through the situation uh, at AUS and how 5,000 students across your university and your staff are, in fact, dealing with what's going on now. Yes. So, as you mentioned, we've started online classes. We're now into our third week. uh, And, of course, we have challenges and are working through those. I think we're able to adapt so quickly or were able to adapt so quickly because of the way in which faculty, students, and staff have really risen to the occasion and collaborated together. I think one of the things that we've recognized is that online education or education that's done remotely um, needs to move beyond just pre-recorded lectures that are then given to students, that there has to be a level of engagement. And the success stories that have happened as a result have been those that in which students and faculty actually work together and students take responsibility for their own education, which I think is critical. This is the amazing thing because the entire range of AUS courses are now being offered remotely. You've got 43 undergraduate and graduate programs. You've got subjects as diverse as project management, aerospace engineering, advanced physics, human biology, architecture, uh, pottery, drawing, music and theatre all being taught via virtual classroom. So tell us more exactly about how you're doing this. Well, I would point to some of the classes. I think we, one of the things that distinguishes AUS in the region are the range of courses that we offer, including, as you mentioned, courses in music and the performing arts. And I think some of the interesting examples have been those that we've been able to do. Normally, one would not imagine, for example, piano lessons being taught online um, or choir being taught online. And I think that we've been able to use technology and adapt technology for our own needs to ensure that we can continue to teach those courses. If we take just the class piano as an example, um, we understand that students may not have a piano readily accessible at home. So as an institution, we've provided students in those courses with rollout pianos that they can use from anywhere and instruction can continue in spite of them not being able to be on campus and access our facilities. So talk to us about the applications and the technology that you're using to make all of this happen and how how faculty, in fact, have kind of adapted to this because this is a big learning curve. I just, I love uh, going online and, and seeing, you know, from across the world, uh, lecturers uh, and professors from Harvard to Cambridge to, to everywhere kind of going, 
Oh my goodness! This is um, this online learning thing is uh, is next level. So talk to us about how AUS has managed uh, a smooth transition in this way. Well, it is a very steep learning curve, and I think that ultimately one has to be prepared for the fact that there will be challenges. Mm. Um, I, I don't think any transition will be a smooth one, and it will be working through the issues as we go. I think the approach that we've taken is that. We're in this to learn together, both students and faculty. And I think, if, of course, if one looks at today's students, they're advanced in terms of the use of technology. Their adaptation is actually much quicker than mine is uh, and my colleagues. So I think that that's been the easy part. The challenging part, of course, has been the very quick adaptation to new teaching and learning technologies and the ways in which they can be used then to, again, facilitate student engagement. We rely on normal tools. We have a, for many, many years, we have an online course management, learning management system that we've employed that has capability for direct interaction with students, uh, real-time interaction, and the possibility of recording information and posting that for student use later. And that's been used across the institution for some time although not by all faculty. And so I think for those who haven't been using that technology, uh, then it's been, we offered a series of workshops and training sessions uh, just to get started, and we continue to offer support throughout this process. So for example, students um, have access, as do faculty, to our online support. They can pick up the phone, call an IT support person, or use a tool like WhatsApp, uh, raise a question. Uh, Professor, thank you so much um, for, for all that you're, you're sharing with us. I'm just curious to know, when we're involved in, in a shift like this, there tends to be uh, quite a bit of resistance sometimes. And I know you were mentioning that uh, the element of collaboration between the faculties is what's making things work. But I'm curious to know, Professor, what type of resistance uh, in this process have you come across and, and how have you overcome it? Uh, surprisingly very little resistance. I think that because of the enormity of the situation and putting it into perspective, given that this is impacting lives in fundamental ways across the globe, that ultimately I think people have realized that um, this is important. It's important be able to provide students continuity in terms of education, I think especially at a time like this where the future does seem uh, more uncertain than it was even two months ago. I think the kinds of resistance, I wouldn't necessarily characterize it as resistance, uh, but more trepidation and anxiety. And I think because things are so new, because this was a very sudden change, that it's more dealing with the, those issues and the anxieties around adaptation, um, being very used to delivering courses in a very specific way and having a level of comfort and being good at that, and then that being taken away from you within the matter, a matter of a week, essentially. Um, so I think it's less resistance, more finding mechanisms and ways to deal with the anxiety and the trepidation um, and, of course, the kinds of insecurities that come from moving to new modes. Um, 
Do you know, uh, Professor Mitchell, it's interesting because uh, we have uh, students from AUS who are with us here at Pulse95, uh, and they say that uh, this is something that uh, AUS is quite adept at, you know, online learning. So we love that you're sharing your experience with us, whether it's the challenges or how you're managing uh, to do this across so many different courses. We want to come back in just a moment and talk about uh, what you've learned through this experience and kind of the, the creative surprises, if you like, that have come out of this and whether we can actually see this as the new way of learning. There's a lot more to come here on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse95. Yes, we're talking how do you take an entire university and move it online with uh, the Chancellor of the American University of Sharjah, uh, Professor Kevin Mitchell, he is with us uh, on the line at the moment. We're all uh, practicing social distancing, so all our guests at the moment are going to be over the phone as we speak, as is happening all over the world. Uh, but Professor Mitchell, you know, it's interesting because um, everything, every part of our lives, as you indicated, has been uh, affected by what's going on in the world. And I, I know I've, I've just heard from uh, some of your students that even things like careers fairs are moving online. So talk to us about the, the other activities as well that are uh, everyday happenings that you're managing to bring online to. Yes. So ultimately, I think that um, one of the things that I'm very proud of with the American University of Sharjah is not only the academic um, rigor and the academic reputation of the institution, but also those broad range of extracurricular activities and support services that I think makes a real comprehensive university. And as you mentioned, that brings challenges um, in addition to online courses. And so for us, we've been moving our support services, so students who need counseling, who need to speak to an advisor about academic issues, we've moved that online um, so we can have those kinds of interactions and discussions with students. Our student affairs is moving many clubs and organizations so that they can continue uh, with their work and their efforts. Has also been online. You mentioned the career fair. I think we... When we look at the future and preparing students um, looking beyond the current circumstance, I think we have to keep in mind uh, that we don't want to disadvantage students in any way. So we want to continue to prepare them for upcoming internships or employment. So we have initiated a program with a virtual career fair and have had very good responses from our corporate partners and employers. So in mid-April, we will be moving forward uh, with a large-scale online career fair for students. Uh, Professor, um, could you possibly speak to us about the current morale, the current feeling that faculty members, students, and, and obviously yourself with, with all this, this shift, with all this change, I know you're prepared and you've got your systems running and you're uh, meeting all the uh, the challenges as best as you can. Uh, but how does going through that, how does the, the feeling of taking a university uh, on a remote platform, how does that essentially feel? 
Mm. Yes, I mean, as I mentioned, it, it comes with challenges, and we're very grateful for the successes we've had and that kind of uh, collaborative, collective effort on the part of faculty, students, and staff. I think beyond that, of course, we're an international university with students from over 100 countries. So our concern is not only our students, but it extends to their families as well as to our employees and their families. So I think all are extremely concerned because this is a a global crisis and it impacts not only our those in our immediate vicinity, uh, but the families of our students and staff and faculty around the world. So I think it's extraordinary that they're able to commit, uh, to make that commitment, to sustain focus, in spite of the very real concerns that they have for their families who may be here or, or may be outside the UAE. I'd love, Professor Mitchell, for you to speak to um, what you have learned from this, what your faculty have learned from this, and and kind of because this is interesting uh, to me, you know, having uh, guests uh, many times from the American University of Sharjah, it is known internationally as one of the best universities where you always find uh, the some of the best faculty in the world. Um, we've uh, had uh, Professor Shireen Takanai on the on the show before, of course. Um, but I'm always seeing your students winning awards, um, whether it's you know the Dyson Award, whether you know it's uh, for arts and culture, whether you know it's for innovation. Um, so you know this spirit of AUS. You know, talk to us about how that's kind of informed the way. Uh, that you guys have managed to tackle this as well? I think in this respect, I would point to um, our alumni. And ultimately, you've spoken about those kinds of successes. And I think that we look to AUS graduates for inspiration. One of the things that I often hear from employers when they're talking about AUS graduates is their ability to deal with complexity, their agility in terms of being able to think across problems and I think ultimately that is a function uh, both of them individually but I think also the very specific nature of an AUS education the fact that we have a strong liberal arts core combined with uh, very respected professional degree program and I think that ultimately that provides lessons to us in the way that we handle these that it cannot be solved by for example, isolation. And there's where I think this collaboration across faculty, exchanging knowledge on best practices, on what one is learning, not only on a week-by-week basis, but an hour-by-hour basis, and sharing that knowledge. I think that's that's the best side uh, of an institution, that we're able to often institution function from an isolation by discipline or field and a reluctance to step outside of that. And ultimately, no problem is going to be solved by a single approach, a single way of thinking, or a single discipline. And I think as an institution, uh, we're seeing that live and in action, that faculty from across the university uh, are sharing knowledge, sharing information, so that we're improving uh, day by day. Because ultimately, I think one of the things that this has shown us is that in for some fields and disciplines, online education becomes a real challenge and may have limits. And so we're continually asking questions about how we overcome those limits uh, in order to be more effective. 
And to those uh, limits, you know, talk to us about um, some of the things that you have, in fact, learned, some of the lessons coming out of this for you. Mm. I think one is uh, where that balance between, let's say, a pre-recorded lecture and engaging students in a real-time conversation, uh, what that correct balance is. Uh, You mentioned success that we've had in terms of students in fields like art and design. And there, where hands-on practical skills um, are important, that becomes a real challenge in an online context, in an online environment. And I think that um, if you look at institutions around the world that are teaching courses that are similar, they're also having challenges. So there's a global discussion around these questions. Uh, And it will, I think, take continued work um, to, to find ways to ensure that both the teaching and learning experience uh, is maintained at a very high level in spite of the distance between people that um, the digital tools bring. I want to ask you as well, uh, Professor Mitchell, if you see this as kind of the new way of learning for the future, what is the place now of online learning and how do you want to see it Develop so that it really becomes uh, something that will be of advantage to to more and more students and faculty. I think I think things have changed considerably uh, as a result of this, and I I believe that one will see more integration, uh, more blended models where online tools are used to complement. Um, I think ultimately, in my own view, I think that that on-campus experience is ultimately crucial and critical. And I hope that we're able to return very soon um, and that there's, so that I see students and am engaging with my colleagues um, more directly. But ultimately, I think that one will see as a result of this uh, a greater emphasis on models that blend traditional modes of learning and uh, online learning. We had already planned, we've been working on potentially moving uh, to more blended models for graduate education for some time. And in fact, um, had conducted a campus-wide survey um, prior uh, to the current circumstances. And so we were already moving toward that and, and looking at specific ways at which I think ultimately for us, it's how can digital tools, online instruction, and blended models ultimately enhance teaching and learning. And I think that's our strategy going forward is that we do see tremendous benefit in ways that it can enhance teaching and learning without um, being a a distraction. Uh, Professor, would you mind just possibly um, elaborating on blended model? When you say blended model, what what exactly does that uh, that mean? Uh, That would be a portion of a class being conducted face-to-face through a seminar session or a lecture or a lab done on campus and having part of that instruction uh, being done online. So, for example, one could imagine that there is a lecture in a calculus course and then there are recitation sessions and practice sessions that can be handled online. that one could have supplementary sessions, one could post material 
online um, following a lecture. Um, so beginning to integrate technology into more traditional-based courses. I think we've had also had other examples of success prior to this. So, for example, we have a writing center on campus, and that writing center has functioned for quite some time. Students can either come in, sign up, do a consultation, or they can sign up for an online session. So they can be sitting in their dormitory room and having a session to improve their writing with someone who may be located somewhere else. Fantastic. We love that. I mean, it just opens up all kinds of possibilities. I know that piqued your interest to our writing courses. Uh, but exactly, you can you can bring in uh, your experts from anywhere and indeed have students joining in from anywhere in the world as well. Finally, Professor Mitchell, I want to ask you about your advice to other institutions to, to do this uh, and to do it well. Um, yes. I think... My advice would be to um, invest in good faculty and attract good students Mm. because ultimately um, I think faculty have the ability and um, they're given the responsibility to take this on and to manage situations like this in ways that they see fit is critical. Um, A centralized top-down approach in a situation like this um, it's very difficult, and I think we benefit from having an excellent faculty who are able to manage situations, sometimes on a minute-by-minute basis, uh, with online instruction, and that's been part of our success. And I would also attribute it to the type of student that is an AUS student, their, also their ability to adapt and, and to collaborate as we move through these very uncertain times. Well, we just want you to stay safe, uh, Professor Mitchell. We want to thank you so much for taking the time to take us through AUS's journey uh, in in online learning. And I, I think uh, you make an excellent point about investing in great uh, faculty and students. I can tell you, as parents, we're just uh, we're trying to get through the online thing right now with our school students. And uh, teachers could not be paid enough, it seems. Uh, (laughs) Uh, The Chancellor of the American University of Sharjah, Professor Kevin Mitchell, thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.